0: Side Action Podcast, the sports gambling show that covers everything in the world of sports betting from A through Z. We'll cover the four major sports, as well as anything and everything in between worth some action, and we'll increase the size of your bankroll. And here we go.
1: Welcome to the Side Action, episode 29 of season 5. My name is Jim Weglars, a.k.a. Wegs. You can follow me at Wegspool on Twitter and on Instagram.
0: And I'm Steve Roberts, aka Action. You can follow me on Twitter at 31s Roberts.
1: Follow the podcast at SideActionPod on Twitter and SideActionPodcast on Instagram. So, Action, we're back to back to reality, back to normal. Um, no more tables, which, thank God, Vegas took took its toll on me this time for the craps tables. Yeah, um, I don't think I told you this on the way. <laughs> I lost a lot of money at the tables, as you may know, um, like an idiot when, when we when you left. We were, like, drinking, you know, Prime, and, and Dempsey and I got some drinks uh-huh. at this bar, watched the end of the games. It was a pretty cool little bar. Where were we In park in? Oh,
0: at Park? Okay.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, I'm like, okay, my flight's at whatever, midnight. Let me just go back to the room at whatever time it was, 9.30, 10, get the stuff, roll out of there. I was a little drunk, action. What? What's four hundred more dollars? Let's Let's go back to the tables, baby. I lost it in like seven minutes.
0: Wow. <laughs> and that was at Excalibur Saturday night.
1: That was at Excalibur. So Excalibur got me on the way in and the way out. So <laughs> you're welcome, Excalibur. They probably got a thousand of that dollars, like a thousand of the two grand. Because I don't know what what happened. It's I don't know. Whatever, dude. But um. So yeah, I mean, broke even on the sports bet. It's not great at the crafts table, but hey, we had a good time.
0: Yeah, it was a wonderful time. The pool on Thursday was awesome. I mean, it started out a little chilly. And uh, we thankfully, we brought some sweaters and long sleeves, and we were warming up. And then, of course, by like 11 o'clock when the sun came out, it was nice. So that was a good time.
1: Yeah, yeah I had a little sunburn on my ear, actually. I to, was flaking a little bit on the ear. I didn't put the ear. You did the ears. I, I didn't the. I, I did I know what I was doing. Uh, we also had a great time. I think that, for me, the highlight, besides, I do agree, Stamson was probably the best part of the – the bigger part, and then we tried Venetian on Friday night at the tables. Now, first of all, we should give kudos to to, you know primetime. Murphy, he had a great week. He almost rolled the numbers. He had a fire bet for us. I think that was at Flamingo on Friday afternoon. That's right. Then we went to the Venetian, uh, but I'll skip ahead. In Saturday, he rolled all the numbers, but I wasn't there. Yeah. Can't be having lunch with the family. I gotta go with women at the tables, but But he rolled all the numbers. That was at New York, New York, right? Yep. So good for him. His first time, he was close to doing it at Flamingo, just missed. I was close to doing it, I think it was that morning at uh, Mandalay. I missed the one. Couldn't get the the aces out there. But um, when we went to Venetian. I know you joined late, but finally had a hot table. I mean, I I think everybody at the table hit a point. Yeah. Uh, Went around. We were like, I had 3x money. Prime was like 3.5, 4x. We were just we were standing next to that lady, from South Carolina, that was just doing the field bet, and she was putting like a thousand bucks up there and winning, and she had like six grand when we were done. That was a fun time. Was, uh, everybody was going. Plus they, I don't know if it's different at other tables. they were packing them in there. There was a mm-hmm. f- twenty people at that table.
0: Yeah, it was a very crowded table. I thought the funniest part about all that was her husband who kept telling her, "No, no, 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 don't do that," and then she would just keep on winning and winning and doubling her bets. <laughs> That's great. It was
1: weird. I mean, she says she kind of had an intuition about the uh, oh, yeah. shooters. but Don't we all? <laughs> the thing that I was telling, I was telling uh, uh, Prime that night, actually, because I did his method. We were calling it the Murphy method, um, the way he was coming out, getting the chips out on the table. And then at one point we flipped it and we did, the, we did the action method, um, you know, just to get started. I'm like, every method works when people are hitting the numbers. Mm-hmm. Because I'll tell you right now, I love the Murphy method, but that's what lost me $400 in seven minutes because if you get that $100 on the table and somebody craps out immediately, you don't get anything, Yeah, you're screwed. You just lost 100 bucks in a minute. You know what I mean? So, you know, there's different ways to go. But anyway, we still had a good time. The Venetian was fun. And then uh, yeah, overall, it was a good time. And the weather was cool, but it was still beautiful, really sunny out there.
0: Yeah, very nice weather indeed.
1: Yeah. Well, we talk about the basketballs. So we're here to talk about action. Um, we've obviously the first round, the first two rounds really. We were doing a couple fun bets before we get to the specifics of the games. We were hitting that the first half unders were like dominant, like we were kicking butt on those. I you know I did pretty well at least the first day. I did less on the second day because we were busy. And then the first to fifteen bet, which I heard on Beaston today was like, I mean it's it's all the rage, which is so fun because the whole casino is going nuts when they're putting the little money on the dog. And they hit, and you know, I, the first day I was like 2-1 on that bet. I think the second day I was maybe 1-2, but it's a fun bet, right? And usually profitable because you're getting the plus money on there, plus you know, plus 190 or plus 145 or whatever if the dog gets to 15. So it's pretty fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's some big ones came in on Friday too. It started out with Fairleigh Dickinson against Purdue, mm-hmm. and then I think there was a couple more big dogs that hit the first to 15 late in the Friday session.
1: Yeah, so that was a fun bet. I mean, overall, I thought we did okay. If you look at these, we didn't do great. And, again, it was simple. My first day was awesome. (laughs) The second day, day, I kind of gave it back. Um, You know, I was up, and it's still up after day two, but day three, I kind of gave more money back. But some of our pitches, and we obviously had Furman. We talked about that one. Um, I was on Utah State. You were on Missouri, so good job for you. Um, we had God's College of Charleston; they were right there, but I think the Aztecs got a late cover in that game, didn't they? Yeah, just got yep. kind of late.
0: Yeah, late foul with like 0. .7 seconds left that pushed that one over the number.
1: Right. Um, one of the ones that didn't come in for us, you know, Duke. I had the over in that game against Earl Roberts. That that you know kind of was unfortunate. Earl Roberts really didn't score in that game. One of the better games in the first round was this um, Memphis FAU game, which. In some ways, I mean, it's not going to probably make bad beats on ESPN, but it kind of was. I mean, Memphis up by one late, the no timeout call, the refs are looking, they give it the the, the tie-up ball, they give the possession arrow back to FAU, and FAU wins the game. You figure they get a foul, he hits a free throw or two, they cover the number. So we did predict that that team would be Purdue or have talked about that. Yeah. So that was a good hit for us.
0: Yeah, FAU I think is going to give Tennessee a game this week too. I know we'll talk about that later.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Now, Montana State did not come in. Sorry, Montana State. I, I rude for you, but I was wrong. I was very wrong about Kansas State, which we'll talk more later. But Kansas State, I didn't see him much play much this year, to be honest with you. But I just saw how they kind of trended down as the season went on. But this uh, this Marquise Noel guy is great. I mean, I I love watching him play. It was really fun uh, seeing how he just kind of worked around that Kentucky front line. And it was kind of a story of two different styles, but they ended up winning in the, you know, uh, run the 32 matchup. Yeah. We loved Penn State that came in uh, and they actually ended up covering the second game, I believe, didn't they? They did. Yeah,
0: it was a a late four point play by Seth Lundy that got them inside the number against Texas. So that was fortuitous indeed.
1: Yeah. You know, we like, I like, we like Drake. I think we both like Drake, but that was kind of a late collapse in that game. They were up by seven and basically didn't score the last, like, three minutes of the game for Miami to get that win, and then Miami went on to win again against Indiana, um, so that was a good win for them. Kent State did not come home, but Indiana showed their true colors in the second game. Sorry about to your dad and the, and yeah. the Hoosier fifth.
0: No rebounding against... O'Meara and the Miami Hurricanes. That was pitiful.
1: Now we we liked Arkansas. I liked them both in this game and the Kansas game, so those both came in, which was great. Um, but the, your your handle, except for San Diego State, your handle for the uh, or your angle on Mountain West teams came true. Mm-hmm. Uh, Northwestern took care of Boise State pretty easily, uh, and then unfortunately VCU did not play that great against mm-hmm. st mary's for that round you know that was that was a little sad for me
0: but, yeah their uh, star player ace baldwin went down in the first half and i think that was all she wrote for the uh, vcu
1: yeah but overall how did you fare in your sports bets overall i was basically break even uh, yeah. on the weekend
0: yeah pretty I, I i think i was about even as well big day thursday and then i gave some back on friday I really was sad that drake didn't come in because they i had them in the yeah. final leg of a pretty big parlay and so that one just told the story for me on the Friday afternoon. And then uh, Saturday was about even. And I I did pretty well on Sunday, actually, coming back home. Some Michigan bets came in for me, stayed inside mm-hmm. the state of Michigan, that is.
1: Uh, actually, I would have been up if I didn't chase Duke twice. Yeah. Uh, when Duke was playing Tennessee and they cut it. I, I got, I think I did, I got some plus money money line in game in the second half on two different occasions. I, I probably would have been. You know, okay without Jason Duke, but whatever.
0: Yeah, the uh, steam on Duke Saturday was definitely the wrong side.
1: Yeah, and and the only thing I'll say, which will kind of lead into the game here in a minute, and I heard the analysis on it. I mean, they just let Tennessee play, and Tennessee's a physical team. They said it was a football game, not a basketball game, and unfortunately, Duke only shot like eleven free throws in the game, mm. despite that physical nature. So, we'll see if that continues in Madison Square Garden because you know, they're obviously top that way. When so we look at the Sweet 16 here uh, and kind of lead into the leagues because we don't know the matchup yet, I started off kind of in order of the games more or less. You've got the East region starting off at Madison Square Garden. You've got Michigan State against Kansas State. Uh, Michigan State's a favorite here, uh, mm-hmm. which I guess isn't that surprising because of Izzo and his, his uh, you know, his, his prowess in March. But, Metrically, I mean Kansas State's better, uh, which is, you know, a little surprising. So total hundred and thirty seven and a half. This is tomorrow, uh, Thursday, six thirty PM Eastern. You know, I, I if if the number I see it, it's it's trending down a little bit, maybe to one and a half at this moment when I put in it was two. Mm-hmm. So I think people are getting the right side for me. Like I was thinking Kansas State, but uh what what's your take on this game?
0: It's tough. I mean, it's definitely an even matchup. So Mm -hmm. you saw that right off the bat with the number open up at Pickham on Sunday night. And it was pretty clear that the early money was going towards Michigan State because betters pushed this up to two. And I think I lean to Michigan State here. I think that uh, this Kansas State team was overvalued when the seeding came out as a three seed. Mm -hmm. And I still believe that. And so I have a lean to the Spartans here. I think that the last month of the season or so forgive that game against Ohio state and Chicago. I mean, this team was really on a roll, even despite the 10 point come from behind victory that Iowa put on them in Iowa city. I mean, if outside of that game, I think that Spartans would be a much higher seeded team. So I like the value with them.
1: Yeah. And I, it's tough. I, this is kind of a really, and we didn't talk that much during the season because we didn't have a long season about, you know, usually in the NFL, you pick the side, you you pick the you know you pick the spread accurately. That's not true in college basketball. It's mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. spread matters. Yeah. But in these short spread games, this is it. This is pick the winner. I mean, two points, sure. Or one and a half, you definitely could maybe get inside the number per se if your Kansas State did not win. But I don't know. It's just tough. The metrics, they're very close to the metrics. Uh, I've noted that. I did like what I saw with like I said, Marquise Lawell was really good. Um, and the other guy's really good too. I just, we'll see what happens. I, I think as an in-game situation for me personally, I was going to lean to Kansas State plus the two when it's down to one and a half. You know, now it's just they can lose in a bucket. So I'm going to mm-hmm. bet that I'd like to see a bigger number. Um, basically. So, you yeah, know, we'll see. Anything on the total here?
0: No, I'm, I'm staying away from the total. I know we didn't mention that at the top, but the unders crushed last oh, they week. Crushed. I think. Yes, um, they did. I don't yeah, recall what up. the final tally was, but it had to be over 60 percent. And full yeah, game unders, unders.
1: unders the first first round I had at 68.75, and the second one 56.25. So you know that's a an average of yeah 62.5. So you've got yeah 31 of the 31 of the uh, six what's the game? 48 games were under mm-hmm. it's under parade, but you, know, you saw a little comeback on the overs. You know yeah. like. Friday. There was, it was interesting how it worked. You know, I think the book, books were trying to figure it out a little bit. Yeah.
0: All things so being sa- equal, I think that uh, overs are going to have the value this week because that was all the discussion in the radio and media is how the unders came in. So I think books are adjusting. Betters are going to start pushing these numbers down, which is going to give some value to the overside.
1: Right, right. Okay, so on the next game in the region, you've got Florida Atlantic, the ninth seed against Tennessee, the four. Tennessee's a five and a half point favorite. It's 130 and a half total. This is at 9 p.m. Eastern time. I just mentioned the the, the referee angle with the Dukies and you know letting them play. I, I like I like the getting the points here with the Owls. I think Tennessee really good. You know, we talked about that. They were like ranked number one at some point. They kind of you know. But Rick Barnes, do you trust him to spot? And more importantly, when I look at the actual metrics, I don't know how you look at it. Action. You can look at Ken Palm in terms of. Like, hey, this team's seven and this team's twenty-one or whatever they are. I think they're what? Six, they're six and twenty-two. But when I compare, I like to total up the offense and the defense together. And when you do that total, which Tennessee's sixty-one and FAU sixty-three, to me that's a better picture. I understand that Tennessee's dominant on offense and defense, but they're not that good on offense, so. It balances out. We're t- you have to use a, a balanced team, kind of like Duke, of course. They've been able to, Duke. So I would definitely uh, take the points in this matchup.
0: Yeah, me too. I think uh, this Florida Atlanta team team offensively is going to be unlike anything that Tennessee has seen, at least in their conference games this season, because they can mm-hmm. actually shoot it from the outside. And I know we discussed last week how the SEC was so poor at shooting three-pointers. Well, right. I mean, Florida Atlantic can shoot it. I mean, thirty-six point seven percent from the outside, and I think oh. that's going to be something that Tennessee hasn't seen recently.
1: Right, and they played some some grown men in Memphis. You know, they they played some guys that can can be physical. And to be honest with you, we didn't give credit to FDU. We should have mentioned that at the top. You know, Fairleigh Dickinson obviously not only did they you know did they beat Purdue, they played really good against FDU.
0: Yeah. No doubt. And
1: this is an undersized team, but the pressing and the physical nature maybe it, it cues them up for this too. We'll see.
0: And I mean, I think the one advantage that Tennessee has is their offensive rebounding, but yes. FAU yeah. actually is really good at defending their backboards. So I think that advantage is negated a little bit in this game. And we can't forget that Tennessee is still without their point guards, the like Kai Ziegler. Well, I know I mentioned it last week, and yes. they prevailed in two games, but. I think that's going to catch up to them eventually, and I expect they're going to lose this week. I like FAU on the money line
1: mm-hmm.
0: and in my bracket, by the way.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Oh, yeah? You got FAU in this one yeah. against Tennessee?
0: You know it. No, I think I had uh, Oral Roberts on the other side in this game. So uh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs>
1: there you go. Well, yeah, I forgot to say – let's mention at the top, somebody's leading the Wegg's pool right now. Oh, thank now. Somebody. you. Somebody. I,
0: I wasn't sure who that uh, was. I'm not
1: sure. <laughs> action Roberts, uh, he's been up there before That's i mean true. we don't want to get premature bracketation on you don't, i would not will that on anybody only schwa but you know you're also winning the player pool so we'll see i mean we, we can yeah. be celebrating a lot of cash here um so let's go to the the west region now this is played in las vegas i should have said east region madison square garden if i didn't say that west is in las vegas so right back where we were at you start off. I love these games. Uh, Arkansas, the eight seed, against UConn, the four seed. UConn is a four-point favorite in this one. 140-point total. This is at 7:15 uh, Eastern time tomorrow night. Look, Arkansas trying to make a three-straight Elite Eights. Um, you know, with different players this time. But I, I don't know. Senegal is playing great. Uh, I still like the plus four with Arkansas, just because you know Muscleman, You know, I love the lady up in the stands. They showed her plenty on you know, when they were beating Kansas. Um, but a lot of people feel like UConn could be, you know, they can win the title. So what's your position on this this game?
0: I mean, Connecticut is playing probably at the highest level of any team in this tournament, at least through the first two games. Right. They pl- They played really well in the second half against Iona. I know they were down at halftime, but since mm-hmm. that halftime mark, they have been really dominant. Uh, despite starting slow against St. Mary's, they really turned the screws there towards the mid part of the first half and i think that this is kind of a bad matchup for arkansas to be honest with you i'm not sure Mm -hmm. that i want to lay four i'm kind of hoping to sit on the sides a little bit and see if i can get a better number live with Mm yukon under a bucket or so but that's my play in this game i think yukon is gonna take out muscle and the hogs this week
1: i know we don't want to see him taking his shirt off again (laughs) that's true somebody somebody does Um, any any idea on the total? I mean, you're saying overs are coming back. This seems like a big total for this game, but, you know, who knows?
0: Yeah, 139.5 it looks like you could get if you like the over.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. This is a tough one because um, UConn does play at a little bit slower pace. I know that Arkansas would be happy to get up and down if they can, but I think UConn is going to be looking to make this a game to kind of negate the athleticism
1: that Arkansas brings. Yeah, um, okay. Good, good take. The other game is the last game of the night. It's uh, three Zags against the two UCLA. This is uh, UCLA is a one and a half point favorite now, 145 and a half in the total. This is at 9:45 Eastern. Man, this is the game. I, this is an awesome game. I, I, it's a battle for the West Coast. I think it. I'm not saying the winner of this will will win, you know, on Saturday, but I kind of feel like this is this is the battle for this region right now. UConn could surprise, of course, or Arkansas, but these two teams are playing really great. It's kind of battle versus great offense versus great defense. I just like the UCLA. I know you're going to tell me you like the Zags and like in your bracket, but this UCLA team, just get it done, man. I don't know what it is. It's Mick Cronin, and he's grinding those guys to a pulp, but uh, I want to see how they play in the first half. I'm, I, one and a half is just too short for me, but, mm-hmm. um, but you know, I, I do like UCLA.
0: I am going to go to the other side on this one. I was really holding out for a three because I saw it take up to two and a half at one point this week, and it looks like I uh, probably failed to grab that number because it's now one and a half everywhere. So um, I guess I missed that number, but I'll probably still end up on Gonzaga before the game starts because this is, um, of course, Mark Few is the coach. And if you recall, his former assistant, Tommy Lloyd, went down to Mm -hmm. Arizona and plays a very similar style. And Arizona had a lot of success against UCLA this season. They, of course, play a more up-tempo style where UCLA likes to grind it down and bring it to a halt. But I think that uh, Gonzaga might actually win out on the tempo battle in this game, and I give them the edge because Mm -hmm. of that. And, I mean, if you add in to all of the injuries that UCLA has experienced lately, they're already without their best defender, and then Singleton got hurt in the game on Saturday as well. I think that uh, Gonzaga is primed for an upset here.
1: Yeah, and I mean, obviously, some would say it's an upset. It is by seed, and, and obviously, this, the, the uh, spread. But, yeah, going into the season, I'm sure people felt, well, UCLA was pretty well ranked. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. I, I still I still like the under two, actually, 145.5. Tempo aside, I, unless it's out of hand and, and UCLA is down big, I don't really see it. I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. That's like 70-plus 70, 70 for both teams. It seems a little unlikely unless UCLA can score a will against you know, the Zags. Ken
0: Palm does project 149. So
1: Wow. Interesting.
0: And yeah. it's a battle of the number one offense in Gonzaga and the number two defense in UCLA.
1: So that's going to be exactly. really exciting to watch. Yeah, exactly. But remember action that ucla's office isn't that bad know they're, they're number 21 true so and
0: hawkes has been shooting the lights out recently so gonzaga's yeah, gonna have to focus on stopping him
1: he's balling so okay we're opposite sides there let's line it up again you know okay so in the south region on friday you've got you know maybe not as heralded outside of alabama you've got san diego state the five c this is played in louisville by the way at the KFC Yum Center. Can you believe that's the name of the, the stadium? Yeah. KFC Yum. Yeah. Um, so the five seed San Diego State is playing against number one Alabama. Uh seven and a half point favor for Alabama, 137-point total. Look, Bama's playing great. They blew out two opponents. They they play like a number one should, right? Just pumping people, pumping punches punch in the face and just making it happen. But the San Diego State team takes away transition, right? They're they're not going to let Bama run. It's going to have to be the half court. Bama takes some bad shots sometimes. Seven and a half is a big number here. I I don't, like, and I'm not as good as when I do the WEG's index for NFL on point spreads. But when I look at these spreads, based on the differential that I'm looking at between Ken Palm and the, you know, the combination of offense-defense, this game should be more like five and a half. Um, so I'm not sure. I think it's a little too inflated, uh, for my for my liking mm. for
0: the for the tide. Yeah, I mean, uh I agree. I like San Diego State in this game. I think they can pull off this game uh with an outright upset because I believe that there's gonna be a lot of variance in this game. I definitely like the spread. I bet seven and a half myself, but I, I think that if you really want to take a shot in this game, going with the money line is worth a a, a bet here because they defend the three-point line at a really high clip. I mean, San Diego State mm-hmm. is elite at defending the three, and that's what Alabama likes to do. They shoot threes, and then they get to the rim. So yes. um, I think that the San Diego State team actually matches up really well against them. And then on the other side, San Diego State is going to be happy to take plenty of three-pointers themselves behind Matt Bradley, And, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I think that San Diego State has a shot in this game. I think they're a live dog.
1: Interesting. Well, but let's talk about the offense. So San Diego State is 70th on offense, right? Alabama's no slouch. They're three on defense. You know, they're supposedly better than San Diego State. So, you know, again, this total 137.5, that's probably about right. What's the Ken Palm total?
0: Um, Let's see. I just flipped to the game center. 138.
1: Mm-hmm. Right about there. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I like your angle. I would probably do what we've talked about in the past, where you take the first half dog. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Because Alabama, they didn't do it in the first two games. I think they were outclassing their opponents, where they kind of adjust and, like, just go nuclear in the second half. Um, that they've done that before. So, you know, maybe either in, you know, money line in the first half. But, okay. I, I, I'm not going to go all the way on there, action. I'm definitely going to take the points, but I don't know if I can go all the way with the money line here. Okay. So. Right on. Uh, the other game is Princeton, the 15 seed versus the 6 seed Creighton. Uh, Creighton's a 10 point favorite here, 140 point total. Um, this is at 9 o'clock. I don't know if I mentioned the first one was 6.30 Eastern. Uh, this one's 9 o'clock Eastern. Look, the last two 15 seeds in Oral Roberts and St. Peters have made the Elite Eight. Uh, so hey, there's an angle. There's, there's a trend. <clears throat> but Creighton's a really good basketball team. I know you're on them to make the final four. Is that right?
0: I am. Uh, I have a national titles future ticket on them and I also okay. have them in our, our
1: Calcutta. <laughs> nice. So I'm not betting. Well, I might bet, I might just put a little on the money line just because it's plus what, 370 and 15. Okay but I don't know about the, to give it official side. This is to me, the, the spread's fine. Um, 10 points is fine. They're, they're much better than, but I don't know, man. I, and I don't know if I mentioned this, I, I did Texas got to give a Blake Peter shout out. I know he's not listening. He went to Evanston township. He went, went he's a year younger than my daughter and he, he's make he's he's got like 33 points in an NCAA tournament. You know, it's awesome. So, um, I'm sure you're on crate here. Though, right?
0: No, actually, I have no bets on this game. I don't think. Let me check. Oh, I lied. I did bet over 140 in this game, Okay uh, which actually looks like is a bad number at this point because there's 138 and 139.5 half and 139 and out there if you want to yeah. bet that side. I think Correct. that uh, the Princeton offense has been electric so far, yeah. and Creighton's going to be happy to run too. So I foresee a lot of points in this game, and. If your prediction comes true that it's a closer game, I like the over even more because then I think you're going to see some fouls at the end.
1: Yeah, I like the over as well, over even the 140. So now I'll wait for a better number.
0: Yeah, looks like uh, if you're betting at FanDuel, you can get 138.5 right now. Nice.
1: All right, the last region is the Midwest. That's out of Kansas City. Um, It starts off with Miami, the five seed, against uh, the, the one seed Houston. Houston's a seven point favorite in this one. 138-point total. This is Friday at 7.15 Eastern. Um, My thing is, does Miami have enough offense? I know they're an offensive team, but can they really beat this salty Houston defense? Look, Houston didn't look great. I think it was the first half of the second game. Mm -hmm. They were much like, you know, we were talking about, was it an Alabama? Who came back in that one? It was... uh, Auburn?
0: Uh, yeah, well, yeah, they beat Auburn, but
1: UConn. Oh, you know, UConn yeah. was pushed okay. by own on. It was similar. All of a sudden, in the second half, Houston just put the clamps on Auburn. They scored like 25 points in the second half. They just mm-hmm. got totally shut down. So, I'm concerned for Miami in this one. Even though I like Miami, I talked about it during the season, they have good guards and everything. But I don't know, man. These are dogs on Houston. I would lay the seven. I know it's probably not, not very popular for most people because it's a big number, but I would, and uh, but maybe the first half, maybe the first half, I'll split it. You know, maybe like four point dogs for Miami in the first half, and watch Houston devour them in the second half.
0: Oh, interesting. So you're gonna split, and you're gonna go both ways. I like it.
1: Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mean,
0: you can't go wrong there. I think Houston was failed to cover first halves in both the opening round game and the second round. So right. I also agree with you. I like Houston in this game. I think for me, it's the rebounding numbers. Even though Norchad Omier was a beast on the boards okay. against Indiana the other night, I don't think they're going to have that much success against Houston, who is number right. fourth nationally on offensive rebounding percentage. And on the other side, Miami is going to have a really hard time collecting defensive boards. And that doesn't even account for their poorest defense. So I think either Houston's going to score almost every time, or they're going to grab a majority of their misses and then score the second chance.
1: So I right. think that
0: Houston gets a lot of points in this game, which probably lends to an over as well at 138.
1: Yeah. When you're listening to that, it sounds like an over. And Sasser should be a little more healthy. He played well um, in the second game, but, you know, he needs a little more time off for that groin, and then he should be in better shape as well. Right. So both like Houston, but maybe first half for me on, the, on Miami. All right, last game uh, in the Sweet 16, we've got Xavier, the three seed against two Texas, Texas is a 4 point favorite here, 149 point total. Uh this is Friday at 9:45 Eastern the last game of the round here. On paper, you know, this is this is, you know, it's accurately you know priced I think in terms of the spread, but Texas is balling, bro. I mean, I know that Xavier's played well too, but this defense is, is a suspect defense for Xavier. Mm-hmm. And even though I was really kind of wondering if Texas could score, you know, in, in general, because they can be a kind of a, an ugly team to watch, they played really well in the first couple rounds. Maybe they haven't played enough competition, but I like Texas on this one. I haven't laid it. I think four is probably too big of a number, but I do lean that way.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I think I haven't bet the side in this game either, but I do agree that I think four is too many. If I was going to be betting this game, I would look to play it live because I think there's going to be a lot of points in this one and I would expect to see some runs going back and forth and you might be able to get Texas at a better number if you're interested in that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. I, I bet this game over 148 and a half. I think, okay. uh, combined, you know, when you look at Xavier's defense, 64th and Ken Palm, and yep. both of these offenses in the top 15, I expect there's going to be a lot of points.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, just to backtrack, if we think, I mean, you're you're pretty much, so if you're looking at these games, you're thinking Michigan State against Florida Atlantic, or you think yep. Tennessee? Yeah. Okay.
0: I like MSU and Florida Atlantic both to win, definitely.
1: And you probably would side to Michigan State there, or you go Florida Atlantic on a serious Cinderella run?
0: Tom Izzo is almost unbeatable in the second game yeah. of the weekend. So yeah. I would definitely lean to Michigan State in that game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Those, I would root for those matchups. I don't know. I do we'll see what happens. I, that's a cloudy region for sure. Um, the West, and, and that's the one you picked Marquette. In that I had Marquette in my bracket. Yeah. Okay. All right. So West region, you know, this is, God, I don't know. I mean, I guess you're saying UConn and the Zags. It could just as easily be Arkansas, UCLA. I, I still think the winner of that second game is going to come out of this region. I, I know people love UConn. I think that they'll face. Well, we'll see. I mean, Timmy he rose a level for the Zags in the second half yeah. of his second game, but Sanogo could could definitely shut him down. But we'll see. I, I just, I still like the winner of that second game in this region.
0: And and that's UCLA for you, right?
1: Just for me, yeah. yeah. That's in my bracket. I got futures. I mean, we'll see. I mean, Mick Cronin, he's he's chewing that gum. He's like really tight on the sideline. I mean, <laughs> that guy. Uh in the South region we're talking about you think there's gonna be an outright winner for San Diego State? I do. Just,
0: yeah, I like I like SDSU and Creighton. I, I projected that Bama was gonna go down missing three mm-hmm. pointers, and I think I still think that there's gonna be a game here sooner than later where they're gonna get cold and they're gonna lose.
1: Yeah. I don't see it here, but um, you know, Alabama, Creighton seems likely, I, I think, Alabama. But we'll see. You know, you're, you're probably right. They are still young, at, you know, in a lot of positions. And then Houston, we both have Houston and we both have Texas. So do you like Houston? Houston's your champ anyway, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, I like Houston to come out of this region. I think that defense is uh, an animal.
1: Yeah, so me too. So for the most part, you, you know, you're probably sticking with your – Final four, as I am I for the most part. You just have Creighton beating San Diego State. Uh, so Houston and Bama instead of me. And then we obviously lost the East Region. And then I have UCLA. You have the Zags. You have the Zags beating UConn then?
0: I, I think I had the Zags over VCU, to be honest. But,
1: yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying in this scenario. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. If
0: they play UConn, so, I think, yeah, I would like Gonzaga in that game as well.
1: Good, good all right well that, that covers this weekend we've, we've got what two more shows now actually i believe yeah. we usually do the final four preview and final preview and then we do like a master's edition that recaps the national championship game we do the masters so the countdown's on um what about this weekend what are you gonna, you gonna be watching the game somewhere you got some plans
0: yeah we're heading down to indianapolis probably tomorrow or friday and watch games with the family and then our niece emma's baptism on sunday
1: all oh, right. You mentioned that. That's right. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. How about uh, you?
1: Kind of an interesting weekend. I'll definitely be watching games Friday and Saturday. Tomorrow, I had plans, but I'm not sure it's going to happen. So, I mean, I'm definitely going to watch games regardless tomorrow. On Sunday, I'm going to play volleyball Saturday morning. On Sunday, one of my buddies is doing this. Uh, if I'm pronouncing it right, if it's holy or holy, holly, but anyway, H O L I, the right. Indian color festival. Uh, nice. one of my buddies in the is gonna have like a feast situation. We're gonna try all of the food from Devon Avenue, and have to wear tights shirts. We're not gonna throw uh, paint powder at each other, which is I guess what they do. This is a tradition in the streets of India. But um, anyway, that'll be fun on Sunday afternoon. I'm also playing volleyball in the evening and still cranking on Wegg's pool. You know, like like Kermit and that. You ever seen that that GIF? He's hammering yeah. away at the yeah. pool yeah. keyboard. That's me. Uh, making nicknames hopefully you'll still be at the top and uh that's right we'll be collecting money yet actually you gotta slow down but but we'll see you still at the top of the heap
0: yeah we'll see if i can get a fau creighton and uh gonzaga into the elite elite eight i'll be feeling pretty good
1: yeah i still have let's see what do i have i have u c l a alabama i have two i thought i had a third future in there but I didn't end up betting. Oh, Texas, that's right. So oh, if nice. Texas does upset them, I'm looking pretty good. But yeah. they got to they got to win this first game anyway. Well, great man. Well, hey, follow us at Side Action Pod on Twitter. Follow us at Side Action Podcast on Instagram, and follow me at Wexpool on Twitter and on Instagram.
0: And follow me on Twitter at Thirty One All Roberts.
1: All right. Well, enjoy it this weekend, and uh, hopefully, we'll, we'll do better than we did last weekend. <laughs>
0: that's a wrap for this episode of the side action podcast we appreciate all of your listens and thank you for joining us we'll see you all again next week on thursday for some more hot picks and side action